Are you certain that it is recording? Did you? It is definitely. Did you burn recording. some sage? Did you circle it around the computer? <laughs> did we sacrifice something? I'm, I'm I'm about to sacrifice something. I'm looking at you, motherfucking laptop. <laughs> I'm about to smash you into oblivion. Uh, with my do we need to call John Lithgow? What do we need to do about these gremlins? Wait, wait. Oh, I get it. I was like, why are we going to talk about John Lithgow? Hey, you know who produced that movie? Who? Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy! <laughs> Is there nothing she can't do? Are you ready? Are you ready to be spontaneously funny all over again? <laughs> all over again. Hey, Steph, what were we just talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Vagina. No. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, listeners, we started recording. Uh, there was a snafu, so we're on take two, and so we said some seriously hilarious shit that has now been lost to the ether. I'm sorry. Yeah, you just have to believe us. Just yeah, like that was some classic. I, so yeah, funny. it was the most amazing thing, profound shit you've ever said, Stephanie, and it's going to have to go the way of Tenacious D. I was super <laughs> offensive on every level. I know. Awesome. Okay, so we do have, we got a lot of ground to cover today. A shit ton. We should, huh? <laughs> a shit ton. Okay, every time you mutter in the background now, I'm going to assume that everything is falling apart on your end. And so I'm well, like, I'm paranoid going I mean, into that's, this recording. That's the, that's the default my default status i'm always falling apart i know but like i mean technically i mean like in a way that impacts me personally as oh. far as the recording <laughs> my death <laughs> my my dying not so much <laughs> <laughs> i mean let me know if there's like a grass fire outside that you have to be evacuated or something again like, again, again 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 yeah again mm, california oh Kidoki. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot to cover today so let's um let's go ahead and intro the show let's pretend that we are efficient and professional okay okay Okay, so hey everybody, welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie, I'm the woman half of the show. Chris? What? I'm what, sorry, what, what, what? I choke, I choke every time. I don't think, like, it's become a thing now. Even if I did think of something clever, it would Flutter away out of my mind right at that moment. There's nothing I can do about it. It's You're just like the most clever person I know. How I'm goddamn not... cursed. I can't. I I, re- I rehearse my shit. That's the only reason why I'm even remotely entertaining. It's fucking performance anxiety. You know they don't make Viagra for podcast intros. I don't have anything I can. Yeah, do Yeah, they do. This. It's called caffeine. I'm drinking hot tea right now. I don't know what you want me to do. Will you please just intro yourself so we can move on? All right. Hi, I'm Chris. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris. I'm that professional queer, i.e. homosexual. And Stephanie, hmm. whether you were meant to be on the mission or not, you are now the most important part of it. Is that is that like the surprise third moment? Is that what we're talking about here? What do you mean? Because it's always like an innuendo with you. Oh, well, not this time because I, oh. I, it's a, that part I didn't want to, I don't know. I just, I wanted to quote him because, you know. He does. Yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> He's <Okay>. dead. <laughs> All right, so we are covering three big episodes today, but before we get into that, before we dive into the meat, as it were, of the podcast, Tee-hee. we have uh, a question that was posed by our friend Mandaclorian, 
<laughs> on the TikTok. You you were on uh you were on the high ground with her. And I love her. I love her. She's adorable. Record. I yeah. love her TikTok content. Mm-hmm. Makes me smile every time. She's very clever. Anyway, mm-hmm. she presented a question. Uh that was if you could create the next ride for Galaxy's Edge, what would it be and why? Fuck. <laughs> I said this to you days ago, and I said, "Think about this, bitch," because we we're talking about and it. it blew my, and it blew my mind then. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so I this actually I had a really uh, I had a way too long conversation about this with friends. <laughs> Good. That's the point. We're trying to inspire geekatry. Go yeah. for it. So I wouldn't add any other rides to that land. I just I, I was racking my my brain on what it could be. I think if you add like a roller coaster, it breaks the immersion. Because why would there be a fucking roller coaster in a real Star Wars place? Okay. Um, but I, you know, one thing I do think it should have is a dine-in restaurant with a stage show. Ooh, so oh, you ha- yes. so, so you have like you know you know a uh, it could be an animatronic band, it could be a real band, but somebody playing, and you have like a cool like full like a. <gasps> You know, Jabba the Hutt style place. Could we awesome. get a Size Noodles floor show? <gasps> the most beautiful woman in the galaxy. She is stunning. Yeah. <laughs> I would die for it. Uh, I would live for it and then die for it. That would be amazing. Uh, but my friend, my friend Chris actually came up with a better idea, so I'll give him oh. credit. Um, so uh, if y'all haven't seen this yet, um, go on YouTube and do a search for Oogie Boogie Villains Grove. Okay. Uh, basically, Disney, uh, for the special Halloween event, which is a special event they do late at night in one of the theme parks, uh, they take um, an area that is basically, you know, a, a kid's playground area, uh, and they turn off the lights and add all these this new projection technology and laser light shows and Ooh. really cool lighting effects, and mm-hmm. they completely transform the area just with lighting. And it's, like, all this, like, beautiful projections of, like, very cool-looking... Um, uh, images of villains, paying homage basically to different types of villains. So my friend said, what if they did something like that? And imagine you're walking away from uh, Black Spire Outpost towards the Resistance base, and you look to your right, and there's a big cave. And it's it, there's sound effects where it generates sounds like it's calling to you. Mm-hmm. And so you go into the cave, and you kind of have one of those like really cool force experiences where just, just like Luke and Dagobah or... You know, Ray and the cool mirror scene at, at mm-hmm. uh, Last Jedi, and you just—it's like a an homage to the Force, and you just have like see all these really cool things and have a really cool experience, and it's just a walkthrough. You don't have to wait in line for it per se. You just walk through it, and I think that would be amazing. Ooh, are you? You mean like uh, like Force ghosts and stuff? Yeah, like projections of Force ghosts. Like imagine oh having God. like you know Yoda appearing and saying something cool and vanishing. Uh, Obi Wan, I guess. yes yes no a co-signed i love it absolutely tell your friend chris that uh they're genius Mm -hmm. that's perfect Mm -hmm. so that's that's my that's my answer okay cool uh we will uh we will have to let the mandaclorian know because that's awesome okay what else you got (laughs) okay this is a funny this was a criticism i believe (laughs) i'm not really sure uh, Wyatt six six seven two one five four blah 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 blah. It's a fake username. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, he says, Stephanie, why are you mm-hmm. such a bitch? <laughs> Where did you get this? Uh, it was actually, <laughs> it was actually uh, from uh, Spotify. Um, oh. Uh, hold on. Uh, 
Yuso Dumi. I think he says dumb. I think he oh, meant okay. to spell dumb. It's D-U-M-E. So, you know, good okay. job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and your co-host looks like super fat Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> I have to give them credit for that, that last part. Because it's like, beautiful. Like, <laughs> like, I love you. And I think that you are very handsome. But that's... That's fucking, fucking funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do you, uh, uh, thoughts? Um, why am I such a doom, doomy bitch? A doomy bitch, yeah. What is right. going on? What's um, going on with you? <laughs> uh, because, because your mom. That's fucking why. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, what, when you ask somebody why, you gotta be such a bitch. The fact that you are asking that is fucking why. <laughs> like the entire environment the petri dish of experience that has led you inspired you to ask that question is fucking why yeah there boom um put it on my goddamn tombstone i love it i am a doomy bitch yeah okay cool uh, uh so uh, <laughs> by the way that added years to my life right i know right <laughs> to me too and i'm on a diet now so anyway <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got? Uh, listener Jonathan uh, sent us a message uh, on Ooh. Facebook. Uh, hey, Steph and Chris, just want to say that I absolutely hey, love Jonathan. it. Hi, Jonathan. That I absolutely love the show, and it's literally giving me the serotonin boost that I need daily. Oh, wow. Can you give some of it back? Right. Um, just need it now. That's why we're doing this, but go on. Yeah. I've been wondering how you guys plan on doing season seven finale of Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. Are you going to do a show for them separately or like all in one show of the podcast seeing that the Siege of Mandalore and Revenge of the Sith happens simultaneously? Thank you guys so much for the podcast and I love you guys. Love you too. Um, so that's a super valid question because uh, the end uh, season seven of Clone Wars does overlap with Revenge of the Sith. Like yeah. Anakin leaves season seven of Clone Wars to go do the space battle that launches Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And yeah. reading, thinking about the logistics of that, like for the show, I had a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. We're not that smart. That's too hard. So, um, what I was thinking is, we'll just finish fucking Clone Wars, give it its entirety uh, of the experience, go all the way through it, and then we can get into Revenge of the Sith after and be like, okay, you guys remember that show we just watched? Let's mentally rewind because these things overlap. Mm-hmm. And I do, I, that, I just feel like that it will be the most sensible way and will also honor the Clone Wars experience that we're on right now. Yeah, I, I agree. Probably something like that, though. I don't I still don't even know if we're going to do last four episodes is one big thing because each of those episodes are so intense. Yeah, no, I don't. Ooh, no, we I mean, we're in season three right now. We have time to figure out the logistics of how we're going to cover season seven. But yeah, I do think that's going to need some much more. um precise attention and also frankly i will want to draw it out because i'm not gonna want to get to the end i know that's I uh, yeah i don't want to be delaying the inevitable that. i don't want to yeah. think about that no yeah. no no everything's fine clones are fine everything's great except for when they die horribly in these episodes we're about to talk uh, about why do you have to read it up now okay mm-hmm. uh last question i have uh okay stephanie i'm hoping at this point you've seen all of star wars visions i have Okay. Okay. This is by far the number one question I've gotten 
over and over and over again. And for oh, those, okay. of, those of y'all that care about our opinion this much, I really appreciate it. Uh, but this is a really hard question, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Okay. Which one's your favorite? Oh, fuck you. I know. <laughs> what? No, don't. <sighs> what? Now you're going to ask me which one's my my favorite child. You know? Well, you have one. No, I have a favorite pet. <laughs> I have my a... dog is my favorite. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and you may like the dog more than your children. Is that what you're saying? So, visions. Let's talk about visions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it depends on I, the day. I understand. I loved all of them. Mm-hmm, me too. But I did love some slightly less than others. Mm-hmm. So I guess by that, I could come at it from that angle. Ah, oh, damn. I don't... Oh. I think... Okay. 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 God damn it. Um, fuck. <laughs> Can you smell the smoke coming out of my brain right I, now? I, I'm, I was about to say, are, is there smoke coming out of your ears right now? <laughs> that's probably good for your uh, sinuses, though. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the only thing that's good for my sinuses right now. Thanks, allergies all right but you go and i will ponder what do you have a favorite okay so i like you love them all it's you know uh, this by no means is a rejection of any of them i in fact plan to rewatch all of them this weekend i can't wait Mm -hmm. but just because of how dark and savage it is and like i i still can't believe they left that as the last episode of visions i was like holy shit that's really hardcore i really like aka uh i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing the episode name correctly akakiri Sure, I think that's it. It is. I was so shocked by the end, and I love how it was such a simple retelling of why, essentially, uh, Jedi fall to the dark side. Mm-hmm. And especially someone like Anakin, who is in love with Padme and is willing to do anything for her, and just ends up killing her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw a tweet about that episode where somebody said, uh, Anakin walked so this guy could sprint. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at least his love survived. I'm just saying. Ooh, damn! At least she was actually saved by the dark side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So I have to say, my favorite, just because it was the most um, stylistically, like it grabbed me, uh, would be um. Oh fuck! What's it called? The one with the Ronin. The duel. The duel. Thank you. Lord, it's my favorite. Yeah. I don't know its name. Um, <laughs> because I do believe that was Lucy Liu uh, as the voice of the Sith. Yes, it was. In that one. And um, I, I love her. Yeah. She's so fucking great. Anyway, that was amazing. It had it hit all of the notes for me, which is like the stark black and white style, the animation style, and then the light of the sabers. Um, you got a murder bot. I love a good murder bot. Um, in his adorable straw hat. Oh, love it. And of course, the Ronin himself mm-hmm. was um, delightful. Delicious. In <laughs> in grown-up ways. So, right, right. I mean, give me a hot cartoon any day. So yeah, no, I'd, I'd have to go with that one because it was, it was so gray. And so, like, you interrupted his tea and that's why this is going down. Essentially, you know? yeah. I, that, love I, I love it. I love it. I just, I'm going to watch it again uh, and again and again because that was yeah. so, it's so goddamn good. And yeah, I'd book, have to say that's And there's my a book favorite. coming out for based on that. I have heard mm-hmm. and I don't know if I can process all of this suddenly being excited about Star Wars books that's going on. Um, having come into this podcast 
having never read a Star Wars book and pretty sure I was never going to. Here we are 44 episodes later and I am reading Light of the Jedi. I am thrilled about Brotherhood. That's coming out. Oh one, my god. So the one many, that's exploring so Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship in between Attack of the Clones and Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and uh, yeah, I would love to read Ronan. So like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Look what yeah. you did to me. You, um, Darth Chaco, did this. So many of you, motherfuckers, with your goddamn infectious enthusiasm for the Star Wars written word, you have done this to me. I have evolved against my will. Yeah, you know... I will say there was a period of time where I read a lot of Star Wars books and the ones that have come out more recently are a different level. So, I mean, the high, the high Republic books are out of control. Amazing. Even though it's hard to keep track of all the characters. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. Like I'm struggling. I'm, I'm, I'm getting through it. I finally met Elzar man and Mm -hmm. I am in love with him. So, okay. Do you need a moment? (sighs) There's so much sexiness in that, in, 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 the, in just the first book. Of course, I'm on the next adult book. Um, you know, I I have to give credit to the audio book. Uh, the the person who was doing the reading, I forgot his name. I think it was Matt something, but I, I could be wrong. Uh, he re- I, I read I read Light of the Jedi in book form first, and then I'm redoing the books on audio, and I'm having a much easier time keeping track of the story because his voice work. Uh, and making sure each of the characters have their own distinct voice. Mm-hmm. So helpful. That is Mark Thompson, according to Google. And Mark Thompson's Elzar Man is... Um, uh, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. going to need you to Google Mark Thompson right now. M-A-R-C Thompson. Mark Thompson. Google him now. Good God. <laughs> That's not fucking... What is it? What is it with you talented voice actors that... What the fuck? How dare you be cute, sir? Give me you, a break. That's too much. Give that's me, too much. It's too much. People like this, I swear to God, you're the kind of people who walk up to the Halloween candy bowl that says, just take one. And you're like, one bowl? Okay. Yeah. I'll have all of it. And I I'll... will take them all. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Um, hold on, because he's also... Um, I pulled up his IMDb now, and uh, he was in Star Wars Visions. Oh, shit. We stand. Yeah. We stand. Uh, uh, What's stand up, Mark him. Thompson? Yeah. No. Yeah. Give me a call. If you swing that just, way. If you swing that way. Even if you don't, we could just hang out. Yeah, just have, please talk to me. And have beers. <laughs> Will you just bring your beautiful beard over here and let's have a conversation? I know, oh, right? Shit. Uh, he's so uh, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me your Elzar man voice. Uh, please. Oh, okay. Okay. So, listeners, thank you so much for listening to us, fangirl in real time. I know, right? Um, but we can. We could. Is that it? Is that it that's for the it, feedback? That's it. We're done. We can talk. Let's about, move on. <laughs> we can talk about this bullshit now. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. A, I mean, in a good way. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. No, because I so, love. I love these episodes. Sorry. What we are doing on this podcast is we are watching through the entire Star Wars visual story in chronological order. So that means today we are deep into the home stretch of season three of Clone Wars, and we are following the StarWars.com chronological order for watching Clone Wars, which thankfully now in the latter half of season three has started to actually coincide with the airing order of the episodes. So... Yeah. Praise praise the force or whatever on that shit. <laughs> praise um, be the force. What? <laughs> so the three episodes that we're talking about today, they are completely continuous. Contiguous? That's what I was trying to say. They they start and end within seconds of each other. 
So I would like to treat them all as one episode for the purposes of this podcast. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that was the first note I made with watching these episodes. Okay. This is the third arc we've done in a row, which I don't is think it, we've done. It is. Fuck. I don't think we've done before, and I'm so tired. But <laughs> it's, the, it's the tale of three arcs, right? Uh, I, I'm still going to hold the Night Sisters arc as my favorite. It's very, very good. Yeah. Because the story was great. Um, the animation was great. Mm-hmm. Each each episode has its own distinct like like flavor. Yeah. And there are long-term consequences for what happens in this arc. The last one, the Mortis arc, you know, we we liked it. But as we said, there's not like, in, in Clone Wars at least, there's not like a impact or effect mm-hmm. that affects the rest of the show. You know, Ahsoka dies but comes back. Okay. Um, and I guess you could argue that Anakin not choosing not to become the father dooms the entire galaxy. But, you know, right. whatever. So um, there's that, but so there's he, that, it but was whatever. like the slightly lesser doom. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there it didn't really. It was very much removed. Um, whereas uh, Night Sisters and this arc, the Citadel arc that we're going to talk about, are firmly grounded in the story of Clone Wars and can't be removed from it. Yeah, but this arc, I don't. The, my only criticism, and I don't even know if it's a bad thing. It's just a difference in the the way the different arcs like move forward. These, I don't think these episodes had their own distinct character. I think it was just one big long episode. Yeah, no, it was got, a sixty minute episode. Yeah, this should yeah. have been like a, a a special episode. Yeah, I agree. So, are we ready to dive into uh, these episodes? I yes? am ready. Okay, so the episodes specifically for those of you watching along at home, and I hope you are because that's fun. Uh, the episodes that we are covering today are Clone Wars season three, episode eighteen, The Citadel, <gasps> episode, episode nineteen, Counterattack, and episode twenty, Citadel Rescue. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, we are not going to do the uh, the fortune cookies or the announcer bits. Yeah, yeah. It, Fuck it, it. This is one big fucking episode. Yeah. I will say the fortune cookie of the first episode, though. You know <laughs> you know who popped into my head? Hmm. What was the fortune cookie? I don't even remember. Uh, I didn't what? look at it. I deliberately did not. Uh, adaption is the key to survival. Okay. I was like, mm, Tarkin. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Tarkin. So, mm-hmm. okay. Do we want to do like a like a summary or cuz we we can't we can't we can't go blow by blow through everything in no, these episodes. No, we can't. Uh, so let's it's talk about well, let's talk about the premise of how the the show starts off at first. Um Okay. Uh I'm going to try not to cry. Okay. Cuz there was some sad, there was some there was some tears oh. shed uh, oh, yeah. during these episodes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my heart got stomped on. I knew mm-hmm. it was coming. It still happened. Yeah, so anyway, uh, out in the Outer Rim, apparently, uh, Jedi Master, uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name, uh, Evan Peel. Peel, yeah. Peel, uh, uh, and uh, Captain Tarkin, apparently. Apparently. Uh, we're on a mission to retrieve uh, secret hyperspace lanes that mm-hmm. apparently had routes that would con- directly connect the core worlds to uh, parts of separatist space. Right. And if one were to possess these hyperspace lanes, uh, you could theoretically do sneak attacks deep into the middle of each territory. It would be a massive advantage to whoever possessed the hyperspace lane. Yeah. Period. So, so naturally, the Separatists attack uh, attack them and, and essentially uh, have taken Peel and Tarkin and so, some of their officers into custody mm-hmm. upon a place called the Citadel. The Citadel. So this is the first time we've ever heard about the Citadel. 
and mm-hmm. the Jedi are, um, of course, planning a rescue. And they've got to send in a stealth mission, essentially, to sneak into the Citadel, rescue Master Peel. They don't know about Tarkin yet. We don't actually even know about him. We meet him during the episodes, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> to go and rescue them and retrieve both the missing Jedi and the intel about the hyperspace lines. Yeah. That's uh, the premise. That's the premise. And then, you know, as we go through the episodes, you know, of course, the Jedi have a plan. And surprise, surprise, yeah. it doesn't go well. <laughs> no, shit falls apart pretty quick. Yeah. And we have some character deaths mm. that are so super tragic. Uh, one one death not completely confirmed, which we find out later, is not con- not completely dead. Okay, girl, you're getting way ahead. I know, I know. Um, but like, that's essentially like the tone of these episodes. It's it's action packed, um, mm-hmm. a, a lot of banter and some heartbreak. Yes, and so it's classic fucking Star Wars, right? Right. Like, if if you want, <laughs> if you want your like your intrigue and your infiltration and your Jedi being smart and then massive space battles and also some lightsaber action um, and all of that shit, then this is these episodes are fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the Citadel. Let's talk about the Citadel. I I did not I don't have any information on the Citadel itself. Mm-hmm. I just know about the planet that it's on, which is I feel like the Citadel and the planet they are silent characters in this epi- in this entire arc. Yeah. So, the planet we are going to, quite possibly the coolest planet we have ever seen in Clone Wars. What uh so I have to I another my second note of of these episodes was the animation really oh. really popped uh, it's stunning. My yeah. fr- like, like for example, in the very beginning when we see Master Plo Koon, because we start off with the episode with the Jedi, you know, scheming, uh, and right. I noticed the detail in Plo Koon's mask. Right. It's not just a flat surface now. There's like etchings on it. Yeah. And such. So, like the the animation has gotten so good. Yeah. And the, de- to the tiny details like that and the big sweeping vistas like we get of the planet uh, oh Lola Sayu. So uh, Lola, Lola Sayu is the planet. Mm-hmm. It is in the Belderon sector, the Outer Rim Territories. And the thing about this planet, <laughs> the northern hemisphere of the planet is rocky, mountainous, arid, purple terrain. There is no known indigenous life on this planet because it's a fucking hellscape. It is pitted with cave systems and there's unpredictable volcanoes all over the place that send rivers of sulfurous lava flowing to the southern hemisphere of the planet where the entire planet's surface has crumbled into floating bits of rock over a massive sulfur sea. Hmm. Which, how fucking badass is that? I know. I love this setting. It's stunning, and it gives them so many avenues by which to uh, impede and torment everybody. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's fucking fantastic. But on this jacked-up planet is where apparently the Jedi built a prison? Yeah, so the Citadel was actually built by the Protheans 10,000 years ago. Oh, wait. i'm joking Uh, but my first note is is that you know the term the citadel it gets used a lot by different (laughs) sci-fi sci-fi worlds and because it's a generic term for big city place tower thing big containment place yeah yeah um uh so okay uh I went through so many nerd holes to, because when, when, <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, uh, I wish that's one thing I did not get to do this week. But um, uh, I, I went I went down so many like rabbit nerd holes. There you go. There we go. Uh, where, where, 
or because I had questions like, you know, why is why is the Citadel built off this type of energy? Uh, who who exactly built it? What kind of Jedi were uh, running it and also imprisoned? Because mm-hmm. this place is basically uh, a prison for fallen Jedi. Now, right. I got none of that information. What I did get was um, oh. really, st- I, I found some really bizarre old conversations from like 2011 on some very old like fan forum sites where oh, people were. Oh, girl. I know. You dove pe- deep. Yeah, where people argued with each other about how much power um, certain things take. Like, for example, <sighs> Stephanie, do you know what? Mm-hmm. Do you know how many nuclear reactors uh, would would it would take to power the Millennium Falcon? I do now. <laughs> so, anyway, so the, the 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 Citadel was constructed 522 years before the Battle of Yavin. So this is before the High Republic as well. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, and but barely. Um, it was constructed by the Jedi Order, hmm. mm. uh, and it was there to hold dark rogue Jedi. Uh, this this place is is a beast in terms of how much power is required to run it. That's mm-hmm. why it's basically built on top of fucking magma. <laughs> oh yeah, that would make sense because of the thermal whatever physics energy. Yeah, I don't. Look, I have a degree in theater. We, I don't fucking I understand. It. We don't do science, so whatever. Yeah. Y'all. Yeah, but neither it, does Star Wars, okay? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't Star Trek. They're not analyzing the nitty-gritty of the science. This is Star Wars. Need power? Lava planet. Done. Yeah, so uh, in this place, there are magnetic fields that can be activated at any time. So if you need to stick somebody to a wall, you can do that. Uh, oh. Ray shields can be dropped mm-hmm. anywhere throughout mm-hmm. the entire base, which require requires a shit ton of power. Uh, blaster doors will can drop instantaneously. Uh, mm-hmm. Why don't they do that? Ever? Why don't they do the racial thing and the blaster door thing everywhere else? Well, basically, as we know in throughout Star Wars uh, lore and times and movies, uh, you have guards that are not force sensitive walking around all the time, mm-hmm. and if you suddenly drop a blaster door on them, it will kill them. Right. Whereas, whereas if you're in a facility entirely run by force sensitive people, they have the reaction time to be able to get out of the way if a door suddenly drops. So, right, right, yeah. The security in the Citadel, like as we see over these episodes, is clearly designed for Jedi, mm-hmm. like to to contain Jedi uh, because it will do things like overwhelm their senses, electrocute them, magnetically draw away their lightsabers, and shit like that. Um, and I hadn't even thought about how it would also be designed to be navigated by Jedi Wardens. That's really cool. And I, and I think that's a really important detail because, yeah, uh, uh, I don't, you know, reading about all the capabilities of the Citadel, you see in these episodes that, uh, well, we'll talk about the the villain in a second because he's mm-hmm. a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> but, I love him. Shut up. But they're not, uh, you know, if you, if you replace Jedi with droids, you can't really use um, the Citadel's defenses effectively right. without destroying a lot of your re- own resources. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, the Citadel is essentially the Alcatraz of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Even if you get out of the facility, good luck getting the fuck off the planet. Exactly, because the planet itself is so damn inhospitable. Yeah. Like, it, if you are if you don't fall to your death on the rocky spines, you will uh, burn before you ever hit the surface of the sulfur lava sea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, it's, yes, exactly. It is Alcatraz. You are correct. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, okay. So, so that's my information. And for future reference, I am just going to be looking at Wikipedia from now on. <laughs> so I did not need to waste hours of my life on that. No, girl. I appreciate your effort. But yeah, streamline that shit. Mm-hmm, Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. So um, uh, one thing I want to note, because I would like to make it our official position on this podcast, that we're ignoring the goddamn official timeline of the Clone War itself. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what time it is now, uh, so much yeah, less. <laughs> because in canon, the war, the Clone War, takes three years. Right. Okay, three short years. <sighs> but it takes us seven seasons to get through three years, and that means in the canon timeline, right now, this episode, where Ahsoka is clearly like, you know... 15, 16 years old, she's aged up, everybody's got more experience, you know, we've got ARC troopers that we met as rookies at the beginning of all Mm -hmm. of this, all of that shit. This is supposed to be happening one year and nine months into the war. Wow. Yeah. So I'm going to ignore that bullshit from now on, (laughs) because that seems an incredibly short amount of time. And I'm sure somebody out there somewhere... We'll find some way to well actually me uh, in an explanation about why the three-month timeline makes sense. Um, and I don't care. I don't <laughs> like it. My brain rejects it. And I'm going to move on in a way that allows me to more thoroughly enjoy the story. Sarah. Mansplaining be gone. <laughs> I've had so many things mansplained to me lately. I'm fucking done. <laughs> it's, so, it's adorable. Uh, anyway, that's just the perils of being a, a female... Uh, presenting star wars fan on the internet so. yeah for the re- uh, on the record y'all should not do that <laughs> mansplaining off- is bad yeah off the record please keep doing that because i fucking oh love seeing stephanie get frustrated it's so fucking oh, funny I hate, you. I hate you so much <laughs> okay so let's talk about who they are there to rescue so um jedi Ooh, or do we want to talk about the team first the oh, team that they are assembling let's talk about the team it's okay. like it's like everybody we love it's the dream team, right? Yeah. Like, this is who you want to send. This is your elite fucking squad. So uh, we've got Anakin Skywalker, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi, mm. which shit on him all you want. He is powerful and skilled and awesome. And he was Sorry. awesome. And I'll give I'll give the devil his due. He was awesome in these episodes. He did very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got a cohort of troopers with them. They've got Rex and Cody, obviously. Obviously. Because if you want to survive, you're taking those two with you. Uh, and they, they've pulled in a handful of other troopers as well, whose names we may or may not learn <laughs> as they die. Uh, and <laughs> also, we have ARC troopers, Echo and Fives. <sighs> Right. So I want to talk about the troops, the the clones real quick, because I love them all unconditionally forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rex and Cody are there. Uh, Cody is he's still got more and more antennas sticking out of his armor. Good for him because he's <laughs> he's Obi-Wan's secretary. Rex uh, has his arc trooper skirt and shoulder thingy on. But he he and the other regular uh, troopers are all still wearing phase one armor. They've got the phase one helmets that kind of have like a little slopey swoop towards mm-hmm. the bottom, mm-hmm. you know, like you do. Vaguely reminiscent of like a, a samurai helmet, sort of swoopy towards the bottom. Steph, get your Japanese culture out of my Star I know, Wars. Oh, I'm my sorry. God. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, Echo and Fives <laughs> are wearing, this is the first time we have ever seen phase two helmets in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So they've got the phase two helmets. You can tell the difference because they have like pipe looking things around the jawline. That come forward to um, to connector connectors in the front by the mouth. Now here's the thing. 
this kind of wigged me out a little bit because phase one armor has a built-in life support system. Mm -hmm. A trooper in phase one armor can survive in open fucking space for a certain amount of time because the suit will keep them alive. Phase two armor does not. This is the more advanced armor, but it doesn't have a built-in life support system. If you want to have life support on phase two armor, you have to attach modular units for that. Mm -hmm. But that's what, that's the thing about phase two armor. It is super customizable. It's got attachment points. You can add all kinds of shit to phase two armor to make it do what you want it to do. So instead of everything being built in, it's got, you have to add attachments. And I, I think that's important for weight. I believe. Yes, yeah. for weight and comfort mm-hmm. and for um for uh versatility on the field because these these armors particularly are being tested by arc troopers and arc troopers are, you know, the elite units. Mm-hmm. And so they're the guys they're going to put that armor through its paces and be able to recommend back to the Kaminoans what uh what worked and what didn't <laughs> as far as mass producing it for the rest of the troops love so how they love how they do live testing on the battlefield uh-huh. that's so yeah wonderful. and we're gonna start with the thing that protects your skull uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so it, as you watch these yeah uh echo and fives have uh more complicated armor on than anybody else because they're arc troopers they're they're ready for anything so they've got, they got like a full battle rattle going on there uh, so yeah, there's them, and, uh, so the, the Jedi were doing the planning, and Ahsoka's like, hey, sorry I'm late, so, uh, where are we going? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? So, uh, Ahsoka's not on the team. Well, not officially. I know, she gets, she's, she's told, Anakin lets her down, and tells her, no, you're not going, because it's too dangerous. Because yeah. it is too fucking dangerous. It is too fucking dangerous. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, I, uh, the beginning where she's in the hallway, and she's like, so, I'm going, right? And Obi-Wan and Plo Koon are like, bye. (laughs) They're like, Plo Koon's like, you two have much to discuss. And they walk away. (laughs) Yeah. Obi-Wan, in my notes, fucking Obi-Wan smile (laughs) as he's He's, walking away. (laughs) He's doing a lot of smirking. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's actually a thing. Uh, Two things. One, uh, James Arnold Taylor voices both Obi-Wan and Plo Koon. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was James Arnold Taylor, Taylor noping out of that scene. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm going to go get some coffee. Um, but also the animation, talking about the improvement of the animation, they have finally really, uh, really fine-tuned facial expressions. Yeah, absolutely. To the point where they can replace lines of dialogue with facial expressions. Oh. And we see that, yeah, we see that throughout. Like there's a moment where um, Tarkin, by the way, Tarkin shows up, whatever. Uh, Tarkin says something shitty and Ahsoka's like, uh? like her whole face is like, fuck that guy. And Anakin walks by and he's like, well, he's got a point. And the what the fuck face she gives him. <laughs> I mean, that I stitched that face on a pillow. That was an amazing expression. Um, there's a point later where uh, some B1 battle droids, are suddenly informed while Obi-Wan Kenobi is standing right in front of them that he's an escaped prisoner and he smirks at them and then destroys them. Of course. And uh, like the the lead, the warden of the prison uh, has a twitchy eye mm-hmm. that gets twitchier and twitchier as, as the whole arc progresses because he gets more and more and more stressed out. Mm-hmm. So it's these little details. They're, they're able to... To convey so much, they're able because they're able to uh, con- to animate fine facial expressions. They're able to do a lot more showing and less telling, which is badass. It's just really good TV. That's just good storytelling. 
It's, oh, it's awesome. Anyway, so yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Obi-Wan and, uh, and Plo Koon smirk, walk away. Anakin tells Ahsoka that she can't go. Uh, and they continue to make plans to go on this thing. So what does Ahsoka do? Well, Ahsoka gets really upset. Real upset. And she tattletales. <laughs> and she goes to Plo Koon and tattletales on Anakin. Exactly. Why can't I yeah. go? Blah, blah, blah. And Plo Koon's like, bitch, I am not getting in the middle of that shit. He's your master. <laughs> yeah that's the thing all of her complaints she's like he doesn't want me to go on the mission because he says it's too dangerous and he's like yeah because he's your master and he's picking and choosing my assignments yeah because he's your master and he keeps deciding when and how i get to put my life in danger yeah because he's, he's your master <laughs> anakin's doing his fucking job for once for once exactly <laughs> exactly uh yeah anyway so-, so she totally obeys him and that's the last we see of her in these episodes <laughs> Yeah, no. That's not true. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, anyway. So right after that, for th- uh, this is when I realized how badass these episodes are going to be. Uh, for a moment, the galaxy was truly in danger. Like truly, oh. truly in danger. Because somebody made R2-D2 <laughs> a fucking commander. <laughs> he has his own little core cohort yeah. of battle droids. So yeah, of battle droids. So <laughs> I, I so uh we know that one of the plot devices of C3PO is that he is basically R2's translator. But, uh R2 says something, C3PO reacts to it in such a way that we know what R2 just said, right? Right. Uh so <laughs> R2 rolls up and C3PO's freaking the fuck out because there are understandably three battle droids right behind right. him, right? Exactly. And so uh, R2 tells C-3PO what the deal is. C-3PO basically passes the plot device baton over to the battle droids. Oh my god, you're so right! What do you mean they've been reprogrammed to follow your orders? We are awaiting your word, Commander. Yeah, and for the rest of these episodes, the battle droids are doing basically C-3PO's job of, like, translating what R2-D2 just said or did. Right, and mm. they're so they're so adorable. I this Doing this podcast with you has really made me appreciate B-1 battle droids. Uh, they're the fucking best. I and love I them was, so much. I was so delighted about them in these episodes. Oh, oh. Now, but why do, they, why do they have to have these B-1 battle droids? Well, you know, so the problem with the Citadel... Uh, is that of its advanced sensor technology they will be scanning for life forms on every single ship that leaves or enters the system Mm -hmm. Uh, so they not only do they need to have the battle droids to pretend that they're a separatist ship and you know separatist use battle droids blah 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 Mm -hmm. but they also need pilots because everyone else is going to be putting themselves into carbonite they are going to be freezing them in carbonite so Pause there. Uh-oh. Let's talk about this particular plot device. So uh, while they were, I saw an interview with Dave Filoni talking about developing this whole part of the plot. And they were like, okay, we got to get them. We got to sneak them in. Uh, so what can we, what can we do? And they realized that, okay, we can use carbon freezing, but it has to be Anakin's idea. Because in Empire Strikes Back, everybody's so worried about freezing Han Solo and carbonite. Like it's going to fucking kill him. Oh my God, this is so dangerous. And Vader's like, Fucking freeze him. Yeah. It's not a big Vader doesn't deal. seem to care. Yeah. Uh, almost as though Vader knew that the carbon freezing, freezing would work because he had done it before. Yep. So that was what they, they latched on to. 
for writing the story. So, of course, Anakin's fucking plan to sneak everybody past the life sensors thingies is to freeze everybody in carbonite. And that is not the only seed that goes back to the original trilogy in these episodes. I'll point out a few yeah. more as we go through this. But There's a lot. There's so a lot. much. Yeah. And I love it. Um, do you have... I have some sketchy details on carbon freezing. Do you have anything on that? I, you know... I, I I did not look at carbon freezing. I okay. haven't, but I I have gone down that rabbit hole before. But you can go okay. ahead. <laughs> so we think we know everything about carbon freezing because original trilogy, right? Right. So quick overview. Um, it is a process of flash freezing liquid carbonite uh, to preserve things in stasis that need to be transported carefully. It is normally used for things explosives like tabana, 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 taban. Yep, tabana, tabana. Uh, yeah, tabana. Such timing. I don't even know if you're in that part of the book yet, but okay. Okay. So anyway. uh, it is, Tabana in either its liquid or gas form is extremely volatile and explosive. So mm-hmm. you flash freeze it in carbonite to protect it. It's also good for freezing people, Mando. Yep, Mando. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an efficient way to bring back an entire shipload of, uh, of fugitives. So there you go. Um, you can freeze living things for an extended period of time. It can result in hibernation sickness as per Han Solo. Mm-hmm. In it was Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah, Return of the Jedi. Okay. Basically, the longer you're frozen, the more the the longer it's going to take for you to get over the effects of it. Right, and they do reference carbon sickness after they've frozen everybody, and they get to uh, to the Citadel. Um, there is a reference to it, but real quick, you see what did you notice when the clones were being frozen? Which God bless Fives, he's got one of my favorite lines in the episodes. Oh, they, they, is, well, they have to keep their helmets on their sides, right? Exactly. They go, they're going in with helmets off. And that's because the phase one armor life support system would have interrupted the freezing. Oh, my God. Only the, the, the part of their body from the neck down would have been frozen, thus killing them. That or they would just still be alive inside the carbon. Mm. So thus fucking up the plan. Yeah. So they wouldn't be in stasis, and the Phase Two helmets would have enough filtration to prevent it from being able to to reliably, completely put them in stasis. So they had to go in with no helmets on. And so Fives is standing there on the platform, and he goes, "Are we sure this thing is safe?" I don't want to end up a wall decoration. <laughs> uh, I see you, Fives. I see what you do in there. That's yeah. adorable. So anyway, everybody gets frozen. Everybody gets loaded up on the ship. Plo Koon sends them off with the battle droids, with a may the force be with you. They get to the Citadel. They get past all the scans mm-hmm. for the life support, and the life signs. They get in. They unfreeze. Everybody's stretching out the kinks, getting out of the carbon freezing. Fives is not handling it well. He actually like falls to his knees and I think quietly throws up in a corner. Yep. <laughs> like, that's going well for him. Um, but who, who else is there? Yes, that's one of my favorite parts of this of this arc. Yeah, so Anakin and Obi Wan are stretching, and Anakin, Anakin uh, Ahsoka comes out, uh-huh. and Anakin's like, "Oh, oh, hey, oh, hey, Ahsoka, wait, what?" Yeah, and then Obi Wan says, "I must have carbon sickness because I can swear that's Ahsoka." Your eyes are fine. It's Ahsoka's hearing that needs help. <laughs> Which is extra funny because Togruta have amazing hearing. I know, right? Because of their mantras. Oh. But yeah, so Ahsoka totally lied her ass off and uh, said that Plo Koon sent her here and stuff. So she's part of the team too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, they're sneaking on. Shall we talk about who they're there to rescue? Yep. Let's talk about it. Okay. Jedi Master Evan Peel. Hmm. He's voiced by Blair Bess. Uh, this is Blair Bess's only appearance in Clone Wars. Oh, really? Uh, 
He's done voices for other characters uh, that you've seen. Um, Fallout 76, he was a character named Dane Rogers. I've never played I, Fallout. I never so. played the game because of my lingering hatred for anything massively multiplayer online. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't I'm kidding. know. What shared experience do we have in our lives having worked for such a company and dealt with such a game? Ugh. Any. Way so, um, he mostly does uh, on camera work for procedural dramas and stuff like that. Anyway, yeah. Evan Peel is a male Lennox. Uh, they are native to the planet Lennox. He was originally, <laughs> I know, he was originally seen in the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're you know Lennox are sort of diminutive and they have these long ears. And fans didn't know what the hell this guy was because he's there with the Jedi Council. Right, he's there in the room when Qui Gon Jinn brings little baby Anakin in and says this is the chosen one master peel was in the room for that master peel was also in uh, attack of the clones at the battle of geonosis mm-hmm. but fans didn't know what the hell he was so they called him pink yoda oh i mean that I, I remember that actually <laughs> right so uh but he's not he's not a yoda he's 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 a lenick and this male character was actually played by an actress named michaela cottrell in oh. the movies. So there oh. you go. That's awesome. She was just in pretty fantastic makeup. The live action to animation transition for the look of Master Peel was actually really on point. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, so anyway. And, and it's funny because there are the there are some live action versions of Jedi that are improved upon in the animation version. Yes. Yeah. Kit Fisto. Kit, I, was, I was about to say. <laughs> oh, wow. Is he the most egregious? Anyway. Uh, so they are there to rescue Master Peel, who is being tortured uh, in the prison for his intel, which is our first ding on the war crime counter for these episodes. Yay! Yeah. Uh, it is a war crime to torture your prisoners of war. There are many, many, many rules in international law about the ill treatment of prisoners of war. And um, some governments, I'm not naming any names, but some governments will get around those rules by saying it's not torture, it's enhanced interrogation. So we didn't commit a war crime. Right. I hate it here. Anyway, so... (laughs) Uh, so yeah, Master Peel is being tortured specifically by uh, one of those fucking creepy torture droids. Yeah, it's a version of a torture droid that is based on a based on the one of the original uh, concept arts for Return of the Jedi, because mm-hmm. uh, that's where that droid comes from. Just really cool, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like threatening to poke out his eye and stuff, uh, which is also a war crime. You're not allowed to mutilate your prisoners. Yeah, and uh, and uh, but it's is is it a war crime if it's committed by a droid? Uh, yeah, it's still a war crime. Okay, because he would have been ordered to do it by Commandant O.C. Sobek, who is the warden of the Citadel. Would you like to know about O.C. Sobek? Tell me about O.C. Sobek. I will. He is voiced by James Arnold Taylor. Of course he is. James Arnold Taylor is the D. Bradley Baker of this episode. Because <laughs> he is O.C. Sobek and Obi-Wan Kenobi and Plo Koon. Well, D. Bradley Baker is also the D. Bradley Baker in this episode. In these episodes, it's true. It's yeah. true. It's true. <laughs> it's like it's like oh, he's the, a little busy too. Yeah, <laughs> they're all busy. This is a yeah. busy ass episode for everybody. There's a lot going on. <laughs> uh, so James Arnold Taylor, <laughs> he <laughs> he based the the voice the characterization of O.C. Sobek on Christopher Walken. That's funny. That's why he talks the way he talks. Make no mistake, the Jedi. Will be coming for their imprisoned brother. 
He's he's Christopher Walken with a chest cold, essentially. <laughs> like that is awesome. And once I heard that watching these episodes, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> he's, I, he's I, doing a Walken impersonation. I need to go back and rewatch it now. That's funny. That's really it's funny. so cool. Um, and Osi Sobek is a Findian, which is a species that was originally from the EU, the Jedi Apprentice book series, which I've never read, obviously. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> and they really didn't know what species to make him when they were developing this episode. They literally just opened like there's a there's the book that's like the encyclopedia of all the species in the Star Wars galaxy. Mm-hmm. They just opened that and flipped some pages until they found one that looked cool. So uh, that's why they landed on the Findian for O.C. Sobek. Yeah. So O.C. Sobek is not a impressive villain by any stretch of the imagination. Um, <sighs> He's really impressed with himself for a while. Yeah, and also, I don't like the character model. Um, I, I, I just, it looks too much like uh, Killer Clown from Outer Space. To me, you know? <laughs> okay, no, I feel you. Um, but I did like that it was unique. This is a species we have not seen before. Yeah. Um, and you know, they, they've dabbled in grabbing unique species before and mm-hmm. it was bad. Agreed. R- remember no buys? It was bad. <laughs> well, but, you know, the other thing we've talked about in the past are, are sometimes they've had villains that were plucked right out of Gotham city. Right. I, I think OC Sobek is definitely in that category for me. Yeah, he's very uh, impressed with himself and all of the uh, the wonderful toys that he has around the Citadel to use to thwart this incursion event that is happening. That it, it, they blow their cover almost immediately yeah. uh, going into this. He knows they're there. And so the whole rest of the episodes after they finally do get Master Peel out of restraints uh, is just evading recapture. Yeah. And trying to get out of the Citadel safely. And so he's he's deploying every single, like, dungeon master toy <laughs> that he can use. Because this is a dungeon crawl. Yeah, this is a dungeon crawl. It's a dungeon crawl throughout. And so, yeah, he you're right, you're right. He's he's like he's like D and D Gotham yeah. level. Yeah. <laughs> so That's I do want to talk speaking of which, I do want to talk about his toys, the things that he, he thinks is makes him so powerful. Because uh, we have a lot of we have a lot of new tech uh, in in this one. Yeah, there's uh, so much. Go. Yeah. So first, uh, uh, there are electro mines uh, yes. planted all over the outside on the uh, ridge part just below the citadel. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they are automatically triggered anytime you touch them. Right. Uh, there's also some seismic sensory technology around them, so they can still go off if you're too close to them. That's fun. Also, Which is they, what made our team have to free climb up that wall. Yep. Because they couldn't use any other technology to get up that wall. And um, so they get to the, when they got to the top, by the way, it's a good thing Ahsoka did sneak along because right. she's the only reason they got into the building at all. Because she had to, she was the only one small enough to fit through a ventilation shaft to let them in. Um, but those electro mines, also we had to show how they work by dropping a clone trooper on them. Aww. Which is how, god damn it, Charger died. Yeah. Charger was electrocuted <laughs> to death. Star Wars name realness. <laughs> I mean, this is, add that to the counter of clones that were named specifically for how they're going to die. R.I.P. Charger. Yeah. 
Anyway, you were saying, go on. Yeah, so other 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 things. Uh, we have uh, BX series droid commandos, i.e. commando droids. So these are mm-hmm. modified for Citadel purposes. Why? Oh. Well, the Citadel is made of metal. And uh, these droids were specifically reconfigured to have to fight Jedi specifically. So they can do cool things like activate magnetic boots so that a uh, Jedi right. can't just force push them. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I loved about these commando droids, they've got a, an energy shield that they hold on one arm. Yep. But you can't fire from behind it when you're firing a weapon because it would just bounce the bolt back. But it doesn't stop a physical object. So they just poke their sh- their guns through the shield. Right. And then they fire from that. And that's fucking awesome. Like, that was just an awesome little detail that they included. I love it. But my favorite new piece of uh, tech... Hmm... <laughs> are the muckracker crab droids. Okay, I was hoping you would have some detail <laughs> on this. Are you sure it's racker and not raker? Muck, uh, I, M-U-C- M-U-C-K-R-A-K-E-R. Muckraker. So, uh, yeah, so why would you need crab droids? <laughs> why it, indeed? Yeah, so you may notice, uh, and they do this throughout the entire episodes, they, crawl, they can crawl up walls. Mm-hmm. They can crawl, you know... Without like they're basically designed to go anywhere, and right. also they are super armored. They uh, you can't necessarily shoot them from their front or backside, mm-hmm. and that's why a lot of the times when they're getting destroyed, you're seeing Jedi having to go above or below. They also have to roll those thermal detonators underneath them to even right. do any damage to them. Mm-hmm. And so we do see Cody at one point jump up on top of one of them and shoot down at point blank range multiple yes. times just to just, just to hurt it. Yeah, yeah, like he had to empty a clip into it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, that's yeah. cool. I liked the crab droids. I thought they were bad. They're super fun. Yeah, they're super yeah. fun. Um, yeah. So. Okay. Is that? Was there any other new tech that we should talk about? Uh, I did skip one thing. Uh, there oh. were a new style uh, during the intro of the first episode. We got oh. to see a new version of. Uh, flying Viper droids that are bomber bomber droids. Oh wow, I didn't even catch that. Uh, and the way that the the shot worked, uh, they looked very much like the original art design for the Tie Fighter bombers. Ooh, yeah. okay. Oh, and if I'll you listen very that. carefully, they don't quite match the sound of a Tie Fighter engine, but it's very close. Interesting. So that's where that comes from. Hmm. Okay. So they snag Master Peel. They rescue him and they're like, cool, let's get out of here because you have the intel. And he's like, actually, I only have half of it. Uh, My captain has the other half. Mm -hmm. I erased the computers when we were boarded and had both of us memorize part of the intel. Because we specifically did that so that to keep the information separated so that if they cracked one of us, they wouldn't get all the information, which is intelligent. I appreciate that. So they're like, fuck, okay, now we have to modify the plan because we didn't know we were going to have to rescue two motherfuckers here. So let's go. And get your captain and the rest of the officers out of prison. His captain is Captain Will of Tarkin. Fucking Tarkin. Fucking Tarkin. Here's the thing that I didn't realize. Because Tarkin is such a presence, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it's weird that he has such a presence. Because did you realize he's in one movie? He has a cameo at the end of Revenge of the Sith. And he appears in Rogue One. Mm -hmm. Sure. But from the original trilogy... He's in one movie. He's in A New Hope. He's the guy who blows up Alderaan. Yep. And that's it. He's Vader's boss. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we never see him again in the original trilogy. 
So how does he have this kind of resonance? How is he featured so much outside of these? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's inappropriate. I think it's totally correct that he be there. I'm just marveling at the power of this character. Well, he's like the template of, of a significant Star Wars archetype, and that's the officer, right? Mm-hmm, the Imperial um, officer. You know, we, we joke all the time, oh, you know, Imperial officers speak in British accents, and they're really mean and dastardly and just complete mm-hmm. dicks. I mean, that is Tarkin. That right. is all of Tarkin. And, uh, you know, and that's an archetype that gets carried through every single, almost every single Star Wars project. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Uh, Tarkin yeah. is... Peter Cushing, man. Peter Cushing is. Uh, I mean, I've seen other things he's done. His his acting chops are were off the fucking Richter scale. Yeah, this is Star Wars has always has a long history of benefiting mightily from casting seasoned British actors mm-hmm. to to really just like sink their teeth into into roles. It's awesome because I mean we've got you know you've got him here um, and you've also got Sir Alec, Sir Alec Guinness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, playing the original Obi-Wan and uh, you know you've got Sir Christopher Lee uh, as Dooku like that's that has always been like the the certain something in the sauce that makes Star Wars amazing is this element so okay would you like some details on Captain Tarkin yes please okay he is voiced by Stephen Stanton uh who is also voiced in Clone Wars, uh, Masa Meta and Brother Viscous mm-hmm. from <laughs> Dathomir. It's a terrible name still. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so Captain Willif Tarkin. Uh, and uh, he is a human male from the planet Eriadu. He is of the Tarkin family from the planet Eriadu. Uh, they are the founding colonists of Eriadu. They formed the militias that evolved into the military. They are an extremely wealthy, influential military power family on Eriadu. Now, prior to the Clone War, Tarkin had served in the Galactic Republic's Judicial Department, which is kind of the closest thing they had to a standing military at the time. It's their law enforcement. Yeah. Uh, then he retired and went to go serve as the governor of Eriadu. But when the Clone War broke out, he felt called to return to military enlistment. And that is why he is here now as the captain serving under Jedi Master Evan Peel. So how old is he at this point? I have no idea. I didn't get that information. He's fucking timeless, my dear. And it doesn't... uh, He looks younger than he does in A New Hope. But if we go by the timeline that I'm ignoring, he's only a few years younger than A New Hope. And he's, he looks like a walking mummy in A New Hope, so I don't know. I mean, uh, my uh, 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 back in the days when I liked professional wrestling and I listened to professional wrestling podcasts, there was this running uh-huh. joke on how, you know, certain people, when they're born and they, you know, they hit 20, they, they look 45 already. <laughs> and But the advantage of that is, is by the time they're 45, they just look the same. <laughs> right, and I've, 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 I had a thought when I was watching the, these episodes. I'm like, I wonder if Tarkins is one of those people who just looked old since they were in their 20s, and they just never aged from that point on. Yeah, I think he he was hatched fully grown. Yeah, like he's and always bald. looked like this yeah. <laughs> and balding. Um, so yeah, they they meet him, and he immediately makes an enormous impression mm-hmm. by arguing with General Obi-Wan Kenobi about how they should proceed. General Kenobi, I think it's better if we stick together. 
Not in this situation. I love it. I knew you would. Uh, but back to the expressions that they're able to animate, the look on Obi-Wan's face when this fucking captain was like, actually, your plan is stupid. Which it was. It was the, it was such a glorious little, who the fuck do you think you are? I know. Look. And Obi-Wan just politely shut him down and they proceeded. Now, I know, I know, I know. You think Obi-Wan's plan is stupid, and I am prepared to counterpoint that. Go on. Oh, you're going to counterpoint that? What do we always say in D&D games? Don't split the party. Don't split the fucking party. But in those situations where we say don't split the party, we don't have two people that each hold pieces of vital intel, and we need to keep them separate, because if one, if they, if your entire group gets taken, that's it. That's the ball game. But if you split those two people between two groups, we're back to that that level of security and keeping that intel out of enemy hands. They had to split the party. <sighs> that's my, re- that's I my know. retort. That's my retort. I know. It's a dungeon crawl. And when you're doing a dungeon crawl, you don't split the party. Yeah. I know. I'm, However, I'm in Team Tarkin on this one. Well, I think you're probably Team Tarkin, like, period. <laughs> Not just on this well, one. No, I did. I don't kind of, I kind of don't like the fact that he blew up Alderaan. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you know. but I feel like that was, like, peak of his villainous evolution. Yeah, was that moment. for sure. And it was just, like, tea time to him. So, wow. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I will go ahead and ping that look that he gives Tarkin on the Obi-Wan Kenobi as an asshole counter. Just because that was, that was beautiful. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Okay, so they've had to split the group. Obi-Wan is going to take uh, Master Peel and go this way and cause a distraction so that uh, Anakin can take the injured troopers that they have with them, the injured clone officers, and Tarkin and Ahsoka, and go the other way. Yep. So we have split the party. Yeah. And we're not going to get them back together again until like, close to the end of the third <laughs> the episode. The very end. Sec- no, yeah. the second episode. Yeah. They come back together at the end of the second episode yeah. because then tragedy must strike. Um, I'm going through my notes, trying not to, I'm resisting the urge to recap I know. everything. Because uh, these are really good episodes, you guys. I know. But They're there's a really, lot of, really good. There's a lot of action in these, so like, yeah. you know, going, there's not a lot of, there, there are some parts where there's just not a lot of dialogue and they mm-hmm. start shooting. Uh, because the distraction work, they do uh, get into some battles. They blow uh, some shit up. It's uh, really good. The, God bless clone troopers with backpacks full of explosives. I know, right? The Anakin Tarkin group uh, cut a hole... Uh, into uh, a wall uh, mm-hmm. because oh this is an important part that we forgot to talk about uh, because this was the citadel was built originally by Jedi mm-hmm. the Jedi have blueprints of the entire citadel that's right but they only have the old blueprints right. they don't have any schematics for any alterations that the separatists may have made yeah and also unfortunately Ahsoka was not there for the uh, mission planning so she doesn't exactly know <laughs> what mm-hmm. they're planning to do but- did you notice the stark contrast between the old constructions of the Citadel and the new? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, the old is like very rocky and natural, like carved into the surface of the planet. The new stuff was designed specifically to look like the Death Star. Yeah. Like the walls, the exterior walls look like the Death Star. And there's a lot of Death Star design elements. Like they've got all the monitoring devices and stuff on the walls. That's pulled from the Death Star. The mouse droids. Oh, little burr, 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 those droids. Yeah, they're everywhere because they're from the Death Star. 
And there was there was I a <laughs> I know. And there was in the background a Gonky droid, which they're now yes. called to me. I love Gonky. <laughs> <laughs> I love Gonky and all his Gonky incarnations. Yeah, I want gonky, Book of gonky, gonky. I want Book of Gonky, goddammit. So mm-hmm, Right. <laughs> uh so <laughs> Book of Gonky. <laughs> it's a lot of just waiting in the ship, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Book of Gonky. <sighs> anyway, uh, so yeah, they, they, you're correct. Go on. Yes, the Jedi had to cut a hole. Uh, uh, so the Anakin Tarkin group, they go out into the rocky area where there is magma. <laughs> yeah, and they had to deliberately color it yellow to keep it from looking like Mustafar. So it's sulfur lava, which is why it's yellow. I can't begin to tell you how awful that must have smelled oh right they actually do at one point start covering their noses yeah yeah because it's so bad so it is uh during this time that tarkin reveals his feelings Mm. about the jedi Mm. order the jedi code prevents them from going far enough to achieve victory to do whatever it takes to win i loved this conversation with him and anakin Mm mm-hmm Loved it. Yeah, and that's when Tarkin and Anakin developed their little crush because uh, Tarkin yes. is is all. I think the Jedi Order are a bunch of pussies. <laughs> well, he's he's saying, look, the Jedi Order are great and all, but you guys are peacekeepers, and your code prevents you from going as you know fucking badass as you need to go to win a war. And Anakin is all. I agree. Yes. Hmm. And the thing is, the thing is, he's not wrong. He's not. He's not. The Jedi are peacekeepers. They should not be leading this war. But the Jedi are also kind of the only thing keeping this war from being an all-out, just humanitarian, pardon the human centricity of that term, but a humanitarian disaster. They're the only stopgap. Because there's clearly no scruples on either side. Mm Mm-hmm. So during this escape, let's uh, let's let's remind uh, remind ourselves on what a fucking moron um, uh, OC Sobek is. Do tell. Yeah. So he gets a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay, it's hard. It's hard to work for Dooku. <laughs> that is but a you're working boss. for fucking Dooku, right? Mm-hmm. Who's a Sith Lord, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So Dooku is all. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and O.C. Sobek lies to him. and Or he doesn't lie to him. He he tries to minimize everything. He's like, oh, it's no big deal. I knew they were going to be rescue, try to rescue him. And I have everything under control. Mm-hmm. And Dooku's like, uh-huh. Are you sure I don't need to come down there? And Sobek's like, no, no, no. no it's no, fine. I got it. That's fine. We're good. It's all right. It's oh. all right. And then he spends the next episode dodging Dooku's calls. Yeah, literally the next, uh. the entire next episode. If, <laughs> see, if I were O.C. Sobek, I would have said, My lord, there are a shit ton of powerful Jedi in the Citadel. I, mm-hmm. I'm confident I could do some damage, but I I may need your fucking lightsaber realness to come here. and Maybe like, you do need ass. to come down here yeah. because there are one, two, three, four Jedi yeah. here. One of them is a Jedi terrifying. Master. Yeah. yeah. and No, two of them. Oh, yeah, right. That's right. Two of them at this point. Yeah. So, danger, danger, danger. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, anyway, there's a lot of a lot of dungeon crawling going on, a lot of Tarkin being uh, a prototypical uh, Imperial here. And that's the thing. Tarkin didn't evolve into the Empire. Like, he didn't, he didn't go, oh, the Republic fell. I am no longer Republic. I am now the Empire. Like, and yeah. now I'm going to change and become a terrible person. He was a terrible person the whole time. Yeah. And at one point, he and Anakin are talking, uh, and uh, and Tarkin's like, it, but he argues with uh, 
because when they they finally meet back up with the group and he argues with Master Peel about a, a tactic that they're going to do. Tarkin does. Yeah. And Anakin's like, you really probably shouldn't argue with a Jedi Master. It's not a good career move. And Tarkin's like, I've fallen into favor with the Chancellor. I happen to know the Chancellor quite well myself. And Anakin's like, uh-huh. Oh, I also have that in common with you. Oh my God, let's be boyfriends. Yeah. Well, and but it was a little, it was a little dick flexy too. Anakin's so like, totally, uh-huh. Totally. I also know the Chancellor, so... Yeah, you know, I do. I have a thing about that, but I don't want to quite get there just yet because there okay. is one uh, unfortunate mention. Um, you know, while while people are running around the Citadel causing distractions, Obi Wan's group uh, they have a very they get into a very unfortunate booby trap situation where they're in the vents and having to crawl, uh, crawl up and down. Oh yeah, yeah. So those yeah. Blast- so they even have blaster doors in the vents that can mm-hmm. close very quickly, and uh, a uh, a cute little viper droid spots them. They try to chase mm-hmm. it down, crawling up, and they can't. Uh, or they 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 destroy it, but it's too late. But it's it's too late. It already told them. Yeah, it and already unfor- on them. And unfortunately, I, a clone I don't know his name gets. Basic- it does. He didn't get a name, but he did get cut in fucking half. Yeah, he got, which we don't see. We just hear it. No. Yeah. Because kids show. Because <laughs> kids show, and I'm fine with that. I don't want to see him get cut in half. Yeah. R.I.P. That guy. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the gentlemen from the two twelfth. Yeah. So that was essentially, I mean, that was essentially what happens in the first episode of this arc. Well, they, um, yeah, they, it all blurs together, right? Yeah. So which... after that, um, Obi-Wan's team does get captured and taken to Osi Sobek. And there is a moment there, which I love, uh, <laughs> because Osi Sobek have been taunting them like over the, over, over the, the intercoms. <laughs> yeah. Through this whole thing. So you get Obi-Wan and, and all of them. Pulled into the office, and Osi Sobek is like, meh, 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 meh. And Obi-Wan says, I must say, you're not at all what I pictured. Someone with such a soft voice. <laughs> Which is funny, because A, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not a soft voice. And B, that's James Arnold Taylor complimenting James Arnold Taylor on his voice. I know, right? God damn it, Clone Wars. <laughs> like, it was such a little meta moment. I really enjoyed that. Um, that scene is also another war crime for our counter. Uh, when Osi Sobek is like, if you don't tell me the intel, I'm going to start killing your men. And Evan Peel is like, okay, well, we're all prepared to die. And so then Osi Sobek just executes a kid. A kid. A, a trooper. A clone. Yeah. Yeah. Summary execution is a war crime. You can't do that. And, you, you know, I, do that. I totally forgot about that when I was rewatching these episodes this week and I was screaming, oh, my God, who did he kill? Oh, I don't know his name. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Random clone number 20. I know. Uh, and then after that, oh, that's when R2 and his droids come back. Yay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So R2-D2 is such a great. I love him so much. He's I just, so fucking great. Yeah. I love R two D two. So R two D two is like, and he's oh. a good commander. Uh, he is. So R two yeah R two D two is all fuck this. We're leaving. We're gonna go help. Yeah. Well, no, he gets called to pick them up at the rendezvous, which they don't make it to because of reasons. They get intercepted by the tactical droid, uh, who's like, "No, you're definitely a traitor." And so the B ones improvise in the moment and say that they are arresting R two and taking him inside. And R2's like, fuck you. And they're like, no, 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 we were, it was a lie. It was, we were just covering for you. What do you want us to do? Well, they, and they hit, one of them hits R2 on the head. Oh. <laughs> and the tactical droid believes them and is like, okay, fine. And so the, the, the battle droids escort R2 inside. And as soon as the door closes, R2 runs into them. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Why did you hit me? 
<laughs> and then that's the ruse, right? Yeah. So then uh, R2 and his droids intercept the droids that are taking, because O.C. Sobek gets interrupted. I don't fucking remember why. Uh, but he in, R2 and his dudes intercept the droids that are taking Obi-Wan and his crew to prison. <laughs> to be tortured some more. And so uh, his battle droids, they're smart, man. They're or at least smarter than the B1s that are escorting these guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, these are, I mean, these droids are reprogrammed, so they could have had some upgrades and such. And Right. Yeah. And they did, they improvised and they were like, uh, no, we're going to, we're going to take them from here. And the, the separatist B1s are like, okay. And so they do. They take mm-hmm. them and they're escorting them out. And that's how they get out of custody is right. because of R2 and his little squad. So props to R2. I love R2. And his dudes. They're so fucking great. Right. Um. So, yeah, eventually everybody tries to rendezvous at the ship because yeah. they need to get the fuck off this planet. Right. Yeah. But the problem is it is mobbed by droids. And uh, there are these giant turrets that are being manned by droids. But they managed to take those droids out. But commando droids are coming in. Yeah. And they need to, and Tarkin's screaming about it, everybody's screaming about it, they need to take out those turrets, and their best shot at taking out those turrets is to get on the fucking ship and use the ship to shoot them down. That's what they want to do. Yep. But they can't get on the goddamn ship, because there's just too much heavy fire. So, what does ARC Trooper Echo do? (sighs) Well, he tries to stop him. He does. He picks up a shield, and he's trying to make a run for the ship so he can get on it and take out the turrets. Yeah. That's what he's trying to do. Unfortunately, the commando droids are just too damn good. They're too fucking good. If that had been a B1 manning that turret, he oh, probably would have It would have fucking missed. Would have fucking missed. Yeah. Would have shot himself, probably. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, shuttle is destroyed. With Echo on the ramp. Echo! And the last thing we see is Echo's helmet, implying that Echo has died. Yes. And that is, and so we, let's respect that, the heartbreak of that moment, because those were the last two of Domino's squad. Yeah. We've watched these clones grow up. And so that's it. With Echo dead, Fives is the last Domino. All of the other Dominoes have fallen. And, and with that, I paused the episode and started to cry. Right. Even though I know, (sighs) even though I know, um... Echo is still technically alive. Well, yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, he shows up again later and he'll be in the Bad Batch. But he and Fives are never going to see each other again. I know. That's that's why I cried. That's what killed me. That's what killed me. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. But Fives has to suck it up. We will mourn later. We're all in very real danger. They have to retreat back to the caves where they are now being hunted across the surface of... um, Lula Sayo? Lola Sayu? The fucking <laughs> I planet. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that... I, I don't know. Lola Sayu. Anyway, they're being hunted across the surface of the planet because they've got to get to the rendezvous point where the Jedi fleet that is incoming is going to pick them up. And now they signaled the Jedi fleet with one of my favorite moments in the episode. Okay. They, they called for their reinforcements. <laughs> because after the ship gets blown up, Obi-Wan's like, um, so... I'm afraid we've had a situation with the shuttle. <laughs> and then Anakin runs into the shot and says, By situation, he means big explosion. <laughs> and the thing is, when Obi-Wan said situation, Yoda and Mace Windu exchanged a look like he fucking blew it up, didn't he? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> So the Jedi fleet is coming, and that's going to be Plo Koon, Adi Galia, and a new guy uh, that we have not seen in Clone Wars before by the name of Jedi Master Sacy Tin. 
Mm-hmm. Jedi Master Stacey Tin uh, has been seen before. He was in the prequel movies. Uh, he is, I think he will be one of the ones that goes with Mace Windu to confront Sidious. I think. I, I can't remember think for you're sure. right, but yeah. And I do know that he has a badass battle sequence in the Tartagovsky Clone Wars mm-hmm. where their ship is getting wrecked. So he and all of his clones just put on their helmets and jump through yeah, space right. to steal a separatist ship like fucking space pirates. It's awesome. I love CC 10 And uh, he is voiced by... T. Bradley Baker. It's T. Bradley Baker. Were you, were you pausing so I would say the name? Is that what I was pausing doing? so that you would say Corey Burton because I know you're going to roll the dice and you never get it right. <laughs> no, I was going to say I was going to say Jennifer Hale, but okay. Okay, <laughs> it's also good. Uh, but anyway, yes, he's voiced by D. Bradley, D. Bradley Baker. Stacey Tin is a male Iktochi. Mm-hmm. He is a member of the Jedi High Council, and he was in the room when Qui Gon Jinn brought in Whittle Baby Anakin, which gives us yet again because this has happened before and it's happening now. Uh, Anakin, grown ass, very powerful and competent, Anakin Skywalker, uh, in the field with Jedi who voted to not train his ass. And like, is that not awkward for anyone? That's so awkward. Here we go. He's here to save all your asses. Mm-hmm. So it, hashtag hashtag I told you so. <laughs> right. Except that there will be some more heartbreaking hashtag I told you so later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're on the run across the surface of the planet. Yeah, so they, uh, they, they, yeah, they, they fucking run. They just get yeah. the hell out of Dodge and go back down to the underground part. Uh, they are being hunted. They're being hunted. So after missing Dooku's calls <laughs> over and over and over again, uh, uh-huh. finally, you know, O.C. Sobek is working at his outdoor desk. I don't know what the fuck that was or battle command center, sure. whatever it was. Yeah, Dooku just appears because, you uh-huh. know, at this point, he's commanded the tactical droid just to fucking make him show him up through. wherever the fuck he is. I don't care, you know. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> O.C. Sobek is like, this is my one of my favorite lines of the of the whole arc. I think I think I have this on my list, too. Go, go, go. Okay. O.C. Sobek's like, uh, sorry, sir, I haven't called you back. I was just hoping to give you some good news and, or surprise you with some good news. And Count Dooku says, good news would indeed be a surprise. yeah (laughs) and that's why i'm like okay i would fucking hate to work for dooku but sometimes i kind of feel like i would also love to work for him because of shit like that you know yeah fucking sassy Uh, sassy pants dooku mm -hmm. so dooku's like uh you need to get your shit together fucking get us that intel yeah and like it is heavily implied or i'm going to kill you in the face like you have got to do this. Okay. Yeah. So while they are fleeing, we also get, um, well, they're running, they're being chased, there's droids, there's, uh, what's his face? Osi Sobek unleashes the hounds. Yeah. Uh, they are called Anubas because Anubis, the jackal headed <laughs> Egyptian deity, these guys look like jackals. They're Anubas. Anubis, get it? Get it? I love you, Star Wars. I, I, I wrote down, they remind me of Displacer Beasts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but with one tail. Yeah. 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 Uh, they are based on concept art for predators that were designed to be on Tatooine in episode one and were never used. Uh, they are carnivorous desert canine type pack animals with sharp claws, pointy teeth, in particular, a tusk on the chin that is for stabbing prey or Jedi masters, depending on who they get their teeth Aww. on. Mm. Anyway, while they are fleeing all of this action, <laughs> we get a ping on our most, on our least used counter 
(laughs) The Imperials getting piggyback rides counter. (laughs) 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 Because they have to rappel down a wall and Anakin's just like, hop, hop, and Tarkin gets on his back. Mm Mm-hmm. Darth Vader gives Grand Moff Tarkin a piggyback ride. Love it it's so fucking thing. much. I love it so much. I love it so love much. It. And of course, Tarkin's oh, complaining about God. how reckless the Jedi are. Of course. Yeah, shut up. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so they do that. Some more troopers die. It's all very sad, and they're fleeing, and the and the the dogs are coming after them. Meanwhile, in space, the fleet they've sent four ships. To come and run through the blockade that's around the Citadel and rescue these guys. And uh, Master Tin is commanding the space fight. He's kind of a chicken shit about it. And Plo Koon's like, you actually have to do this, though. And so <laughs> they get it done. Use and the Plo's... goddamn force and break through the goddamn blockade. Right. How about, how about you act like a goddamn Jedi for a second yeah. and let's do this. Yeah. Um, and this is yet another occurrence. And we might have to start a fucking counter for this. Of Plo Koon, Plo's bros... Which, by the way, nose art counter for Plo's bros on the gunship. Yep. Having to swoop in and save Anakin's ass. Yeah. I said earlier it's this Alcatraz of the galaxy. Let's think about how many resources they have to spend. This was so expensive. Just to get one. I mean, at the time, they thought they were just trying to get one Jedi Master. Yeah. And like just just the dollar value alone. I hate to do this to them, but the dollar value alone of the clones that they lost. Yeah. Like each suit of armor they were wearing is like the the phase one is like two thousand credits each, the phase two is three thousand credits each, and then there's the dudes inside the armor. Like just that, just with the resources they committed to the incursion team, let alone this massive fleet they just now had to bring to pull their asses out of the fire, literally. Yeah, insane. Like just completely it's insane. insane. Yeah, but I mean, worth it. If they, I, if they get the intel and they, they save the some Jedi lives, sure. Yeah. Okay, there is a Wilhelm screen in these episodes. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, uh, there's a big explosion on one of the Republic ships. We get a Wilhelm screen. It's great. Um, so while they are being pursued, uh, they've got uh, droids, or they're being mobbed by crab droids. And so they split the party again. Master mm-hmm. Peel is like, Ahsoka and I will take care of the droids. You guys get to the rendezvous point. Yeah. Uh, my One of my other favorite points. <laughs> One of my other favorite parts happens around here, uh, or at the beginning, actually, of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Anakin asks R2. Oh. <laughs> Anakin asks R2 to, ask, to have the battle droids try to hold them off for a little bit. And, oh. and so R2 is like, okay, and R2 like gives the orders, and the battle droids say, okay, it was an honor to serve with you, Commander. Oh. We'll we'll do our best to stop to stop them, and they're like getting like pumped up and ready to go. And yeah, as soon as they turn around, they die. <laughs> seconds later, they are pieces. It was so sad. It was so funny. Clearly, they had been reprogrammed by R two, so he was like, "You guys are going to be brave like me." Here you go. Yeah, but not <laughs> as good as me. Not as good at all. Uh, And then, so, Master Peel and Ahsoka are fighting a fuck ton of crab droids. And in the process, uh, one of the Anubas manages to get a hold of Master Peel and mauls him nearly to death. Yeah. Which was kind of hard to watch because Master Peel is little and the Anubas are big. So it was like, ha, ha, ha. Um, So, yeah, Master Peel, he's like, Ahsoka, come here. I got to give you this intel. Because I'm dying. The information. I need you to deliver it back to the council. 
So, fun fact, trivia for you. Um, Master Peel died already in the Star Wars narrative in an EU book. He was a fugitive and was killed uh, in the Jedi Purge in the early Empire days. That's when he dies. But the death in this show is the canon-accurate death of Jedi Master Evan Peel. Wow, I didn't know that. So there you go. Also, yes, no, that's it. Okay, so they are, uh, they go to the rendezvous point to be rescued. And mm-hmm. it's tight. Like, it's, they have to go, like, across some, some cables over some lava, like they do. I'm not sure why the Jedi were ever on the cables. Can't you just jump I, over? Yeah, I... I I had a I had a question about that too. Like, did y'all forget to use the force? But yeah, then again, like, how are we not just force lifting everybody over this? Why yeah. we got to do the? But they, I think they had to do the cables because they had to show Tarkin almost falling in the lava. Yeah, because he does. Yeah, he, he almost, almost slips falls, off and yeah. falls. Yeah, Tarkin. My son counted this as we were watching it. Tarkin almost died like four times. Yeah, over the course of these episodes. Uh so like there were so many times that we would have been spared a lot. <laughs> Like oh, maybe yeah. Alderaan would still be here. I know, right? Like <laughs> how many how many people would be alive now in a galaxy far, far away if Tarkin had died? If he had just fucking slipped yeah. right then. But yeah. okay, we need the intel, I guess we have to Yeah, well we'll talk about that at the shit. end. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh so anyway, they all managed to get oh, they had before they got to the rendezvous point, they did have a quick Jedi funeral for Master Peel. Luckily, uh because you know you gotta burn a Jedi, luckily there is a source of fire just right there. Yep. Because there's a lava river, like you do. So they just kind of wrapped him up in a blankie and threw him in the But I was annoyed that they did that for him, and the clones didn't get shit. Yeah, because even the Jedi don't even seem to realize how classist they are. Mm. Like, all of those clone bodies got left behind. Behind, Mm -hmm. and not even mourned. Echo got nothing. Other than Fives yelling his name. Nothing. Clone lives are cheap, even to the Jedi. Which is sad. Yeah. So, so annoying. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, they get to the rendezvous point. Plows bros swoop in and rescue them from the surface of the planet. Are we done with the Citadel itself? Well, at the Citadel itself, yes. Okay. So they escape. And they, 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 they boom, 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 boom. Everybody goes away into space and they get back to Coruscant. Mm-hmm. And then what happens, Chris? I know you've been itching to talk about it. Go. So, you know, we mentioned earlier how Tarkin explained, I am excellent friends with the Chancellor. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Right? So they get they get back to Coruscant and the Jedi Master's like, okay, let's how about y'all tell us everything you know? And Tarkin's like, actually, I'm gonna go speak to the Chancellor right now. I was told I, I was ordered by him to do so. And Ahsoka's like, uh-huh. I promised Master Peel that I would only tell it to the Jedi Council, and that's what I'm going to do. Right. So Yoda sighs and he's like, okay, I'll go go tell talk to the chancellor and see what he wants to do so that part happens i assume after this episode yeah they Uh, have a really annoying meeting i'm sure and then anakin and tarkin (laughs) cement their friendship a job well done general skywalker i wish more jedi had your military sensibilities god i hate the handshake and they become friends uh now I don't remember. I I forgot to look this up, and I don't remember. Does Tarkin know that, that Vader is Anakin? I don't think so. From what I understand, um, there are books and comics where Tarkin and Thrawn uh, figure out who they who he is. They figure out who's inside the armor. 
But for the most part, like in A New Hope, no, Tarkin does not know that's Anakin Skywalker in there. As far as I understand it. Okay. And I know because, Tar- I know I know I know Thrawn does. Right. But they have a little conversation here at the end because that little handshake which did you notice the Imperial March playing in the background when yep. they shook hands? Yep. <sighs> that little handshake happens in front of Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. And so they have a little conversation where Anakin's like, you know, Obi-Wan's like, I'm not so sure about this new friend that you made here. Yeah. And Anakin's like, I don't know. I think he's right. Yeah. And uh, well, and of course, Tarkin is all, well, I'll be sure to tell the chancellor of, of your great deeds. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sure you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure the chancellor doesn't already know about it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Anakin's like, yeah, I kind of agree with him. And Obi-Wan's like, eee, okay, look, war distorts everything. If we sacrifice our code, even for victory, we may lose that which is most important, our honor. <laughs> so this is a fundamental difference here, right? Because Anakin is focusing on winning the war mm-hmm. and maybe like saving lives and stopping this conflict in the galaxy. Because he wants to get on with his life. Yeah, whereas Obi-Wan is like, no, our honor is the most important thing. And, like, you're both right and you're both wrong. Right. So, yeah. Now, here's a question. I have a question for you. So, clearly, clearly, Palpatine was trying to get this intel. Right. Specifically to him, this intel about the super secret hyperspace lanes. Okay. What the fuck was he going to do with that? Well, we see what we see. Okay, so this is what I wanted to talk about. Because my point is if he got Tarkin to deliver the intel directly to him, and it was clear to the Republic and to the Jedi that the intel had been delivered to Palpatine, and then suddenly the Separatists start using it. That's exactly where I was going with this. So You're fucking the, outed, yeah. The name, the name of the hyperspace lanes are the Nexus routes, right? Yes, tell me about the Nexus routes. Yeah, so... That sounded. That name sounded so familiar to me. Where have I heard that name before? I don't and know. I found references to it in the novelization of Revenge of the Sith, because oh. these are the fucking hyperspace lanes that Grievous uses to get to Coruscant. <gasps> now, so oh. so so we know, we know that Chancellor Palpatine turns back around and gives this information to fucking the Separatists anyway. So right. the Separatists end up getting it. But the fact that Palpatine wanted it, and Dooku was technically going behind Palpatine's back to get it, which is what ha- this is, which is re- really what happened. You think uh, this was a this was a Dooku operation separate from Palpatine? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Okay, okay. Because okay, we know we know we've now by this point we've seen that there is a little bit of friction between Dooku and Palpatine. Dooku That's has, true. That's true. Dooku has said multiple times, "I'm tired of the spreadsheet bullshit. I need a new apprentice so I can destroy <laughs> Sidious, and then I'll make my fucking apprentice do the spreadsheets." <laughs> right, and Sidious undercut him by making him kill his apprentice. Yes, I, exactly. You yeah, will be staring okay. at Excel forever. You know. <laughs> uh, so pivot tables are your life now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so 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 yes, uh, Tarkin gives the delivers the information to Palpatine. Uh, I assume the Jedi also deliver the information to Palpatine because you know Palpatine's well, yeah. such a nice guy. He's Chancellor. Well, he's of the, the Chancellor. Yeah. yeah. Why would they not share it with him? Yeah. Fuck. Oh my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. God damn. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. But and of course, by the time he tips his hand that he's given the the intel to the Separatists, everything is going to shit anyway. 
Because if that's how Grievous gets to Coruscant, nobody's got time to think about how the fuck Grievous got to Coruscant so fast. Mm -hmm. They just have to deal with that disaster. Holy shit. Yeah. Now, um, uh, according to Wikipedia, it's not mentioned as a reference point except into the uh, Battles That Changed the Galaxy book. So that's where the main reference comes from. But mm-hmm. I do remember in the novelization, Revenge of the Sith, it's also mentioned. Because uh, I read, because one of the few Star Wars books I, I read way before this new era. Um, but yeah, it's, it, you know, fucking Palpatine, man. Fucking Palpatine. He so, is the Phantom Menace. And, and so that means, even more depressingly, is that a word? Sure. Sure. Um, it is now. You said it. Peel's death was meaningless. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, sadly, he's not the only one. So many of the deaths, so many, many, many deaths that happened throughout this war were for nothing. Right. Because ultimately the Empire does rise, the Republic does fall, and the Jedi are destroyed. Like, holy shit. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Yay, happy times. So, so in conclusion, do you have anything else? Any other details? Uh, to go over for these episodes. Unlike the two previous arcs, I actually would recommend this as a good entry uh, entry episodes for new new people to, into Star Wars. They're really good. Yeah, they're really good. As far they've got they've got the adventure, they've got the action, they've got the intrigue, the drama. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, uh, a couple real quick things. Uh, mm. My other my my third favoriteest line of this arc. There's a scene where they, uh, I think in the third episode, they're when they're running away from shit, mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out how to deal with the problem, and they're going to separate. Uh, Anakin says, leave that to me. Oh, oh, and, oh, and Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, because Obi-Wan's like, ahem. <clears throat> but the, 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 to- the, the facial expression and the tone was, I was like, <laughs> that is so fucking Vader right there. Because he says that, he says that in, in uh, I believe, Empire Strikes mm-hmm. Back. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing that I forgot to mention. So originally, there was a different ending for the the conflict on on the Citadel. Oh? Yes. The first ending that they wrote and shot, which is actually Dave Filoni's favorite ending for this arc, but they ended up not using it. Um, when O.C. Sobek has been shot down out of the sky, uh, because O.C. Sobek... The way that it ends in the episode as we watch it, uh, he comes in, he's finally confronting them face to face, Five shoots him down, uh, Tarkin runs up and tries to shoot him, misses, Osi Sobek grabs him and is about to throw him in the lava, and uh, what's her name, Ahsoka runs up and murders Osi Sobek, mm-hmm. Anakin style, by stabbing him through the back with a lightsaber. Yep. So, in the original ending, which they wrote and shot and, and produced fully, uh, Osi Sobek gets shot down. Tarkin runs up and just murders him. Oof. Tarkin shoots him, an unarmed Osi Sobek, while Osi Sobek is begging for his life, saying, I'm not armed. Tarkin just fucking shoots him. Mm. Thus showing that the Republic's military is being, you know, corrupted from within mm-hmm. by influences that are already imperial. I love that so much. Right. And that's Filoni's favorite ending. But they showed it to George Lucas and he vetoed it because... There were three Jedi on site who saw that. And they would have known something was deeply wrong with Captain Tarkin. Mm, I see. At that point, because war crime, summary execution of, of a, someone who is unarmed, has already surrendered. You can't do that. 
So yeah, the Jedi would have been side-eye, really hard side-eye at Tarkin after that. And you just can't have that, not and have Tarkin's arc go the way that it needs to go. Yeah, especially since he's so close to the Chancellor. Exactly. So instead they went with Ahsoka saving Tarkin by killing Osi Sobek. That makes sense. Um, And killing him Anakin Skywalker style. So when Tarkin walks away... And, sa- and thanks her for it. He turns to Anakin and says, I see you've trained her well. Thus implying that he knows about Anakin murdering people. Yeah. Because he's such good friends with the Chancellor. Hey, speaking of Ahsoka and Anakin, uh, mm-hmm. I also wanted to, uh, one last thing for me, uh, one of my favorite parts. Uh, when <laughs> Obi-Wan and Anakin are finally together with Ahsoka uh-huh. on Coruscant and Master Plo Koon's there. And, oh, right. And Because <laughs> we said before, Ahsoka wasn't supposed to be there, but if she wasn't yeah. there, they wouldn't have made it, right? Yeah, um, and she lied and said Plo Koon sent her. Yeah. So Anakin's like, Master Plo Koon, did you actually tell Ahsoka to join us? And there's this like awkward moment of silence which by the way gave away the farm <laughs> oh yeah yeah jedi are not terribly good liars no yeah and master plo Koon said it appears i did and he totally covered for her he totally covered for her the smirk on obi-wan's face looking at mm-hmm. anakin who was so pissed and annoyed is priceless yeah because what are you gonna do I'm sorry that your Padawan has this other relationship with this Jedi father figure. Who's a better master than you. Who's a better master than you. uh, And that she will go to daddy. Daddy Padawan. Daddy. Well, okay. Daddy Master Plo Koon. Okay. But now I'm uncomfortable calling him daddy. Because like, daddy. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) He's kind of hot. Anyway. But yeah, she'll she'll run. If she doesn't like the answer from her master. She'll go to another master, right? Because and just have him overrule and like, oh, oh, that was so annoying for Anakin. That was so great. I love that moment. You're right. Okay, yeah. that's it. Do we have anything else for <laughs> no, these episodes? It. Okay, so um, in conclusion, love these episodes. Love them. Yes. Love, love, love them. Love them. They're so good. They're so fun. They're everything that's that's glorious about Star Wars. The only thing we didn't have was two people with lightsabers fighting each other. That would have been the, the thing that really pushed it over the Star Wars edge. But anyway, good stuff. Uh, so next time. Next time, next time. We are finishing out season three of Clone Wars. Finally. Finally. Only two episodes this time. Oh, my God. <laughs> And is it just me or is this a weird way to end this particular season? Because we have season three, episode 21, Padawan Lost, and episode 22, Wookiee Hunt. Yeah, um, expect maximum uh, sarcasm for our next episode, y'all. I mean, <laughs> I've watched, somehow, I've watched the somehow, hmm. I just, I don't, so I think it's the one where Ahsoka gets kidnapped and now she's in the greatest game and she's being hunted. Uh, Um, no spoilers yet, yet. Okay, okay. And I guess that's it. That's it for today. Well, I got an important, we got an important announcement, Steph. Oh, shit. Go. The floor is yours. Yeah. Go. So, uh, we've been mentioning it, uh, here and there, uh, Mm -hmm. on social medias as well. We do have a YouTube channel. We do. And we are compiling a bunch of our content from the Tiki Talk, uh, into YouTube. But we're actually going to be doing some original content on that YouTube channel. So it is true. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to uh, we are going to uh, uh, film ourselves on video. 
Uh, I am going to be the editor for this, so it's going to be a fucking mess. I'm so uncomfortable already. (laughs) (laughs) I am not comfortable being in front of a camera for more than like 60 seconds. That's why I'm okay with TikTok. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it'll be fun. So we're going to try something out. So we, uh, y'all, we, I get so many more questions. Um, for about right. about us and our show that we just can't fit into every single episode, and so mm-hmm. Steph and I decided that we're going to try something out with YouTube. It's an experiment. Uh, we're going to do special episodes called I think Dark Side Divas Unleashed, mm-hmm. which is funny because we're a little bit more restricted on what we can do and say on YouTube than we are yes. on our own podcast. But we are. It's called. It's going to be the Divas Unleashed. You know, I get it. Like the Force. Ha, ha. Is that just the divas? Ha. Any fucking way. Yeah. Um, and we're going to do these just like, you know, deep dives into a question. Like longer conversations about topics that we can't dive into too much on this episode because we've got other shit to do. Yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, so it's still going to be our funny little selves. It's totally going to be inappropriate. It's totally going to be for adults yeah. only. Uh, <laughs> and, and please join us. And we're going to record it mostly because A, uh, I'm nervous about doing shit live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not going to be going live in YouTube just yet. We might get to that point eventually. Yeah, maybe we'll um, do like a special one off. But y'all, there are so many awesome uh, uh, shows on YouTube uh, right. for Star Wars fans that I just don't i I want to watch, so I don't want to do my own show. <laughs> right, and we don't want to you know we don't want to directly compete with their time slot. I would like to watch the high ground, please. So, like, let's not let's not do that. So yeah, it's yeah, going to be high, pre-recorded. Yeah, high ground, pink milk, force connect. Mm-hmm. Although you know, there's a ton, uh, there's conspiracy a ton cantina. Yeah, conspiracy cantina. Yeah, yeah. There, I I have literally replaced all my TV watching with like uh, YouTube Star Wars shows, essentially. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we are going to be doing that. Keep an eye out. That will be later this month. Uh, you will start seeing that pop up on YouTube. So if you want to be notified when it happens, go ahead and jump over to our YouTube and subscribe. Yeah. Okay. Possibly October 22nd. Possibly. Possibly, maybe, specifically that day. <laughs> but we're I, not committing to exactly that that's day. That's going to be an intense week because uh, I'll also be at Disneyland that day. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I know. I know. You're like, fuck you. <laughs> go go to hell. <laughs> yeah. Go hump your mouse ears. God. Okay. Um, so are we done <laughs> with this episode? We are done. Okay. Hey, everybody. Um, Here's the outro. You ready? It's outro time. (laughs) Thank you for listening. We super appreciate it. Uh, If you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, uh, 10 out of 10, I'm recommending that you do that right now. Uh, You can find us on the social medias. We are on uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok as at DarkSideDivas. You can also subscribe to our podcast, and we would appreciate it if you do. Uh, yes. Certain platforms also let you do review. If you can submit a review, we would really appreciate that. The more people that subscribe to our show, the more people can listen about, uh, can hear about us or find us easily. And that also increases our anxiety because I still can't believe uh, <laughs> there are so many people listening to the show. I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. That's part of why we're not doing a live YouTube thing, because if I actually see who's watching, I'm going to freeze. I'm going to lock up. I can't do it. Well, that, nope. and also, nope. that and also YouTube has a funny way of attracting trolls since that's where they all live. And people are going to try to troll me. And y'all don't know how, how much more powerful that makes me when you give you me. You don't your- understand how mean. Like Chris is 10 times meaner than me. And I'm mean. Oh, that's that's literally the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Heather, you <laughs> exceed me on that level by a lot. Like you are the wind beneath my wings. 
So anyway, um, yes, subscribe. Yeah, where were we before we sidebarred? Yeah, into no, that? just subscribe to our podcast, please. Okay, and, yeah, and, yeah, and, do that. And if you happen to be using a podcast platform that has reviews like Apple Podcasts, uh, please leave a review. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think we're done. Yes. That's it. Bye, y'all. Okay. Bye.